Well, hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. I'm looking around to see if anything's changed since last week. Nothing. Even the same two people. Good thing I really like them. You know, I ought to introduce you guys one time. You should step into the camera. So you tell me when you're ready. Because they, they make this possible. Rodrigo and Megan. I'm a big fan. So, hi everyone, this is my home, I'm Dennis Prager, this is the Fireside Chat, which garners between half a million and a million views uh, each week. I wish it did five million, but I'm very happy, because I have, I think, important things to say. I know that sounds arrogant, but here, if I didn't think I had important things to say, I wouldn't take the time to do this. <laughs> I have a very busy life. I, I do this because I think I have important things to say. That's the whole point. And I earn your viewership every time. That's my favorite verb. Did you know that? Earn. My favorite verb. You can't be happy unless you earn happiness. Did you know that? It's only earnable. It's not, it's not giveable. Somebody, nobody can give you happiness. You earn it. You earn self-esteem. You cannot be given self-esteem. If you're given a trophy for losing, you are not earning self-esteem, so it's phony. Phony self-esteem is not only phony, it's actually dangerous. The last thing you want to do is deal with people who think so highly of themselves for no reason. By the way, it's not so great to deal with people who think that highly of themselves to begin with, but especially if it's undeserved. I mean, it's okay. If you're a great violinist and you know you're a great violinist, there's nothing wrong with that. Guess where I learned that? From the book that gave me most of my wisdom, the Bible. There's a verse in there. You, this will crack you up. The first five books of the Bible are known as the five books of Moses. Guess what sentence is in there? And Moses was the most humble man on earth. Did you know that? Isn't that great? <laughs> now, I don't, let's say Moses wrote it. How do you write you're the most humble man on earth? Why not? Now, obviously, he hasn't met everybody on earth. And maybe he didn't write it. And maybe God dictated it. Or maybe it was written later. Everything's possible. The point is, though, you are allowed to know what you're good at. You darn well better know what you're good at. Hey, the next time I fly on a plane, which is next week, because I fly every week, next week when I fly, I want my pilot to think he or she is one of the greatest pilots in the history of aviation. Would you like to fly with a pilot who thought, you know, I'll tell you the truth, <laughs> I'm not that good. How would you like to have a surgery, undergo surgery with a surgeon who thought, I'm sorry, but tell you the truth, I'm, I'm not better than, than most. I'm, I'm okay. Oh, thank you, doctor. Can I, can I see another doctor? Right? Would that be your reaction? So you earn it. That's the key. The key is not to think you're a great surgeon if you're not a great surgeon, but you should think you're a great surgeon if you are a great surgeon. So yes, I think I have important things to say to you. And I earn it each time. That's how I feel in every speech. I've given thousands and thousands of speeches. 
I've done radio for 34 years. I believe every single day I earn my listeners' attention or I lose them. I, and, and it's not enough that I have a good track record. I got to earn it every single day. I think you have to earn your spouse's love. How do you like that? That's a great way to go through marriage. I have to earn your love. So I got to do something that will make you, hey, didn't you have to earn the person's love when you were dating? Why should you stop having to earn their love once you're married? That's the key to the end of marriage. Because the opposite of earning is taking for granted. Why do I have to earn you? Hey, we're married till death do us part, right? Till death does us part. Till death do us part. Till we drop dead. Right? It's not a great attitude. Hey, man, I got you. Hey, woman, I got you. I don't have to earn you anymore. That's what people think. Earn. I don't even want to speak about this. <laughs> it just came out, but it's really important. Earning. Earning happiness. Earning people's respect. Earning love. I am not a fan of unconditional love. I think you should have to earn love like you earn respect, earn money. And by the way, I'm for earning money too. I'm not for giving people money unless they are absolutely helpless. You should earn money. It's very unhealthy to be given money. So all of this stuff that, that the left promises you, the Democrats promise you, hey, free this, free that, free college, free graduate school, free health care, free dental care. Why is that noble? We take it for granted it's noble. Why is it more noble than people earning enough money and then buying it? I, I've never quite understood that. Why, why, don't, why do we have to pay for food? Food is more important than healthcare. You'll die sooner of starvation than you will of not having a hospitalization. So, so why should we have to earn the money to buy food? Why shouldn't we? That, that, why isn't that a right? Why isn't food a right? Well, you say food is a right. Yeah, but if it's a right, a right, fine. But we pay for it. Everything should be earned. Maybe when you're a baby, you can get unconditional love from your parent. But that's that's about it. I'm not I'm not a big fan there either. It's hard not to give your kid unconditional love because you so love your child automatically. But I'm not sure it's healthy. No matter what you do, I will love you. Why is that a good message? Anyway, you know what? Let's talk about the unconditional love issue once. So I I am one of the rare spokesman against the notion. I don't think, I think it doesn't produce real love. Okay. So that's my little thing on earn. It's not such a little thing. It's a big thing. So I want to talk, talk to you for a moment about something in the news, which I don't normally do because I want these videos to be relevant 10 years from now. So I don't generally talk on news items. But if I do talk on a news item, it's because the issue it raises is much larger than the moment. So I don't, I don't, I don't think I've once talked about politics. I really don't. In about 80 of the, of the fireside chats, I don't think I have. I don't talk, because that's dated. 
well, you know, who's going to win in this race? I don't, I don't talk about that stuff ever. Uh, certainly not on the fireside chats on, on my radio show. I will often talk about the news of the day, but even then I always try to extrapolate a big idea from it. But this one is really big. So, so we had this horrible, horrible massacre of Christians and some tourists, but overwhelmingly of Christians in Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka, which I've been to, is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Sri Lanka is 70% Buddhist, which is not common. There are very few Buddhist-majority countries. What, would, what else would be? Let's see. Is, I, I assume Thailand. I think Thailand is majority Buddhist. But it's, it's not common. Obviously, India is majority uh, Hindu. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty uncommon, and so is Nepal. All right. Anyway... It's one of the few, and it's also, it's another 15 to 20% Hindu, and their their specific ethnic group called Tamils, T-A-M-I-L-S, and then the third group is Muslim, about 10%, I think it is, and then about 8% or 7% uh, is Christian. So, uh, a, a some, so... Islamic terrorists blew up three churches on Easter and blew up people at the, at the very uh, beautiful Shangri-La Hotel. There, there was a man in Britain who was there on vacation with his family. He came down late to the meal, and in one second, he lost his wife and two children. I, it's hard for me to get it out of my mind. I very rarely compare anything to the Holocaust because of its unique evil, but that man has just undergone a Holocaust. When your family is wiped out, that's a Holocaust. And the man is a man in Denmark. I just heard the same thing. He lost lost two of his three children, or similar. That that people believe their God wants them to murder all those who believe differently? There, look, I know nobody, because the left has forced people to lie. It's one of the many terrible things about the left. Not liberals, the left, not liberals, the left, not liberals, the left. Okay, I got it out of my system. But that the left has done this? Uh, you, you, is there any other religion today whose followers, any of whose followers, believe that you must murder all people who believe differently. There isn't. Now, I don't believe all Muslims believe that. Of course not. But the only religion in which people believe that today is Islam. So you would think there would be massive marches of Muslims against people murdering in their name. But there aren't. Maybe they're afraid to. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe if you organized a march uh, anywhere in the world, if you were a Muslim and organized a march against Muslim terror, you might fear you'll be killed. But that alone tells you how powerful the forces of evil are, that people fear if that's the reason. I don't know the reason, but if that's the reason. Instead... All we're, we're warned about all the time is Islamophobia. But 
are Christians killing in the name of Christ? Are they killing Muslims in the name of Christ? Is one Muslim killed in the name of Christ? I know that there was a massacre in Christchurch, ironically, in New Zealand, uh, but the guy didn't do it as a Christian. He did it as a white supremacist. He, he, he wasn't a Christian, and he claimed no Christianity. I don't know of any, and I'm not Christian. I'm, just, I'm a truth teller. I, I don't have an axe to grind because I am X or Y or Z. My only axe to grind is let's be truthful and let's promote goodness on the face of the earth. So I want to tell you about the Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton tweets that they sent out. It's very, very instructive. Not about Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. They don't interest me. They are people of the left. That's why the tweets are interested. I am not interested in either of them individually. But I am interested in what, being on the left, they felt it necessary to tweet. So listen to this, okay? So let's see here. Uh, okay, so here is Barack Obama's tweet. Hillary Clinton tweeted three hours later. Here is Barack Obama's. The attacks on tourists and Easter worshipers in Sri Lanka are an attack on humanity. Okay. On a day devoted to love, redemption, and renewal, we pray for the victims and stand with the people of Sri Lanka. Okay. So that was boilerplate, the other, the second part. The attacks on tourists and Easter worshipers. Now, let me tell you something. I know a lot about religion. I have never heard Christians called Easter worshipers. I checked with a lot of Christian friends. They're cracking up. As one said to me, we don't worship Easter. We worship Christ. So we're called Christians, not Easterins. That I made up the Easterins. But, but anyway, that was, that was the guy's point. So here's the beauty. There's a lot to be learned from these tweets. So listen, Hillary Clinton, three hours later, three hours later, on this holy weekend for many faiths, we must stand united against hatred and violence. I'm praying for everyone affected by today's horrific attacks on Easter worshipers and travelers in Sri Lanka. If she didn't get her tweet from Barack Obama's tweet, my name is Calvin Coolidge. Not only that, they even spelled worshippers wrong. They spelled it the British way, which is fine, but they didn't spell it the, the American way, and they're American. So she copied basically the tourists and Easter worshippers. <laughs> she really gave a lot of thought. I'm not even sure she ever saw the tweet. It's probably sent out by an aide who saw Barack Obama's tweet. But in any event, she probably, she probably uh, okayed it. Another one, Easter worshipers. So here is the $64,000 question. Why didn't they say attacks on Christians? Why attacks on Easter worshipers? What, what, if they had, what if it had happened on Good Friday? Good Friday worshipers? What if it had happened on Palm Sunday? The attack on Palm Sunday worshipers. I mean, it's, it's endless. Or how about Christmas? Christmas worshipers. There's got to be a reason, right? People don't make up a new term 
a brand new term for a group that has had a name for 2,000 years without a reason. <laughs> is that, that's, give me a break, right? That is what we call just common sense. And there's a reason. They don't, they're people of the left. Again, I don't care about Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama individually. You have to understand that they're people of the left and this is what they are trained to do. Don't let anybody think that Muslims are killing Christians. So they don't even want the word Christian in the tweet, even though Christians were killed. But by the way, this is the, the proof. They said Muslim when Muslims were killed in New Zealand. I got their tweets from, from that, which was just a few weeks earlier than that. Uh, let's see. Uh, yep. Uh, Barack Obama, Michelle and I sent our condolences to the people of New Zealand. We agree with you and the Muslim community. And Hillary Clinton, my heart breaks for New Zealand and the global Muslim community. They probably coordinated that one too, now that I think of it. The Muslim community. Now, no, I'll tell you, listen to the rest of Hillary Clinton's tweet after the massacre in New Zealand. My heart breaks for New Zealand and the global Muslim community. By the way, when the Jews in Pittsburgh were killed, she tweeted out the Tree of Life synagogue. She said synagogue. She wouldn't even say church. The word church didn't appear in her thing. We must continue to fight the perpetuation and normalization of Islamophobia and racism in all its forms. Why didn't she do we must continue to fight the perpetuation and normalization of Christian hatred? Guess what? A lot more Christians have been killed by Christian-hating Muslims than Muslims have been killed by, by Muslim-hating Christians. So why, why, why this? This is, this is the world of the lie. Just like two years of lies about collusion between the Trump campaign and, and uh, Putin. It is a world, it's a made-up world that the world of the left lives. It's, it's Orwellian. This is an example of it. Where is this rampant homicidal Islamophobia? Where is it? It doesn't exist. Are there people who hate Muslims? Yes, but they're not Christian. There's no, there's no ideology based in religion to do this. There are people who hate every group, obviously. I'm a Jew. I don't think there's normalization of anti-Semitism in the United States because this, this, this monster killed the, the Jews in the Pittsburgh synagogue. The only, ironically, the only normalization of anti-Semitism in the West today is on the left. That's the irony. Well, it's not ironic, but it would appear to be ironic. So why didn't she speak about the perpetuation and normalization of Christian, of, of what's done to Christians by, by some Muslims? Like the Copts in, in Egypt, the Coptic Christians who, whose, whose, uh, whose churches are blown up, whose, whose uh, kids are kidnapped by Muslims. Read, read about it. If you can, I mean, you can, but it's not normatively uh, reported because the press doesn't want us to know how much violence is, is caused from the, from the Islamic to the Christian direction. 1,400 girls 
Read my column on it from 2014. 1,400 girls, mostly uh, around the between 12 and 17, raped for seven years by by Muslim immigrants, uh, mostly Pakistani, in England in Rotherham. And they admitted later, the British, they covered it up because they didn't want to show that it was done by Muslims. Imagine if there were Christian brands that were raping Muslim girls. You think the press would report it? You think the police would have let the public know about it? This is what we're living with. That's why these tweets are so important. White supremacist terrorist, she wrote Hillary Clinton, must be condemned by leaders everywhere. Their murderous hatred must be stopped. I agree. White supremacist terrorists should be condemned and stopped. I couldn't agree with him more. But shouldn't Islamic terrorists? Why didn't she write that in this tweet? Islamic terrorists must be condemned by leaders everywhere. Their murderous hatred must be stopped. It's doing a lot more damage in the world than white supremacist, which is terrible. I mean, the guy in Norway, I mean, I, I agree. But these are, these are individuals. There's no ideology that is permeating a large body of human beings. I, I, I love when they say, you know, 90% of Muslims condemn terror. Okay, let's say that's true. I don't believe it's true, but let's say it is true. There are, what, what are there in the world? A billion Muslims? Or two billion Muslims? I don't know what the number is. But it's between a one and two billion. Let's say a billion. You know what, you know what uh, 10% of a billion is? A hundred million. If only 10% of Muslims condemn terror, that means a hundred million Muslims support it. Are there a hundred million white supremacists? We live in the world of the lie. That's the reason I'm telling you all about this. It's a big deal. What's our time frame? 21. Yeah, I know. I did a lot today. Earn and the tweets. All right, your questions. By the way, I am told that if you just go now to the uh, Fireside Chat website, you could ask questions on the site itself. PragerU.com. PragerU.com Fireside Chats. I looked this over, by the way. At least half of the questions are from people from outside the United States. That is wonderful. A guy uh, stopped me at the airport. Where was I this week? I don't remember. That's bad. See, one second. I went to the University of Georgia, and then I went... Oh, yes. University of Georgia, and then I went to Arizona. So in in one of the airports, I think it was Arizona, a, uh, a, a young man comes over to me with a pretty heavy accent, but perfect English, just heavy accent, told me he's from Romania and watches every video, which I, which I wasn't surprised because I spoke in Romania last year. Okadoke wishes to stay anonymous, a teenager in the USA. By the way, you're only an, an, an anonymous if it's only your first name anyway, but maybe this person would think that somebody might recognize him or her. Hello, I just watched your video on sex matters, regardless of subjective gender expression. How would you respond to common exceptions to biological sex, such as the strong argument expressed in a TED Talk where the presenter, who looks like a woman, is intersex and has both genitalia? 
Her opinion is that genitals don't actually tell you anything and gender is on a spectrum. Her closing remarks, this binary, this false male-female facade is something we constructed, we built ourselves. Thanks and God bless you. Okay, there is nothing to be learned from the fact, if somebody has both genitalia, then they are an exceedingly rare uh, specimen. And and I, I understand, so there's nothing to be learned from it. So person has both genitalia. So therefore, there's no male and female. It means that they have male genitalia and female genitalia. What do you mean genitalia don't tell you anything? Do they tell you anything in the animal kingdom? Do you let, do you say, well, you know, uh, this, uh, this dog was just born and I see a penis, but who knows? It's a spectrum. And are we, aren't we, we according to the, the, the very secular left people who say these things overwhelmingly, don't they believe we're animals? Aren't humans animals? So every animal has, has the genitalia determined sex except us? Please, give me a break. And by the way, even if it were true, we have created the binary male-female, fine. I want to keep it. It's a good healthy, wonderful, beautiful part of the human condition that we're not all interchangeable. Thank God there are men and women. It is one of the great joys and challenges of life. So what is this, this, what is this woman with, with uh, both, both genitalia, what, what sets of genitalia, what, what does she want us to do? There's no such thing. Anyway, if there's no such thing, what is there to choose? How could you choose something that doesn't exist? I, I identify as a man, but there's no such thing as a man. We're just all human. It makes no sense. And what does this person think about male bodies running against female bodies uh, in high school races, in girls' races, and then they just keep winning? Does she think that's fair? Oh, it doesn't really matter. Biology doesn't mean a damn thing. It, 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 it's, it's, it's a farce. It's just a farce that this idea is, is advocated. There's no such thing as male and female, but I identify as a female. Well, then you're identifying as what? As a construct? Giuseppe, 26, Caracas, Venezuela. Man, if you're in Caracas, my heart goes out to you. What a great country ruined by socialism. But of course, the beauty of the left is they, they never, as my say, being on the left means never having to say you're sorry. You know how many American leftists like in Hollywood and politics went down to welcome Chavez? You guys should publicize the names of all of these American leftists who go back to their wealthy lives in America after wishing you the, the evil of socialism. By the way, watch our PragerU video. People speak, oh, Denmark, Norway, Sweden. So we have a Dane, a Danish Dane, not an American Dane, not an American Danish, not a Danish American, giving the video on, really? You think Denmark is socialist? They don't even have a minimum wage law. Just to give you an example. Anyway, Giuseppe 26, Caracas, Venezuela. How do you scale back a socialist economy, specifically when people are extremely dependent on the government and production has been crippled? 
I don't know how you'll scale it back. The human, the, the, the human species needs at some point to rise up and revolt. People in, in Venezuela, but they're not because the police and the armed forces are bought off. That's where the money goes. Support this corrupt, vile regime that can't feed its people. That, that, has, that has women selling their bodies and their hair just to have lunch. And uh, that's, uh, that's what they do. And the police and the, and the armed forces support it because they're paid off. Just remember, anybody who tells you people are basically good is a fool. There are good people because they have conquered their nature. I've talked about that, right? You talk about it every other week. It's a big problem. You know what's going to happen, by the way? So they will finally overthrow uh, Maduro and his henchmen. Yes. And then they'll have some capitalism again, which means freedom. And then Venezuela, 10 years down the road, will be prosperous again. And then what happens when countries become prosperous? They forget what it was like before they were prosperous, and they'll go back to bigger and bigger government. That's what happens. Socialism only exists if where, at least in wealthy countries, because the wealth was created by capitalism, then they spend it and they ruin it, and then people go back to capitalism, and then they go back to, I want more things for free. Paulina, 16, Costa Rica. Hi, Dennis. I'm interested in the political sciences. I want to help spread my conservative values to my country, but I'm scared no one will take me seriously. Paulina, a lot of people won't take you seriously, but some will. So you have to learn how to formulate the arguments very calmly, very rationally, and with a smile on your face. And I mean that quite sincerely. That's what you have to do. People need, and that's why we have Prager University, in order to make the case. And we have, by the way, we have some up in Spanish, given by a Guatemalan, in our case, a a, a woman from Guatemala who's who's in the news field in her country. And she's she's conservative. We would I would like to have every one of our videos up in Spanish. I, I it's my dream. But uh, I I would love to know why you at sixteen have the wisdom to ask this question. I'd like to know how you were raised or why you came to this. It would fascinate me. Uh, but don't think no one will take you seriously. It is not true. Anyway, the, we humans, we have to do what's right, even if it's unpopular. Dania, 18, Fort Collins, Colorado. Hello. Hello. What should a conservative college student do when faced with an assigned essay, topic, speech that opposes their political moral beliefs? So you, you're assigned an essay or a speech? That opposes your political moral beliefs. That's interesting. So what, like, like what? The the case for big government. You have to write the case. I would like to know an example. I'm I'm more used to a topic is given, and then if you write a conservative position on it, you might be penalized by your teacher. 
you'll get a lower grade. But I, I that I, I don't know where you actually have to write, but I'll, I'll bet it's true. But I would love some examples where you have to already not just write on a neutral topic and give your position, but you're told what position to take. That's really remarkable. Anyway, uh, you, you, you have to speak up. And uh, it's, it's a big problem because I know you're afraid of getting a lower grade, but if people didn't speak up because they feared the consequences, we would lose society. That's why one of the mottos of this country is give me liberty or give me death. People understand you have to fight for values. Kristen, 18, Dallas Baptist University. Why was the decision to legalize homosexual marriage made on a national level and not state by state given the Constitution? Give states the power to administer family law such as marriage. Because the left doesn't give a hoot about the Constitution. And they say it. This is not, I didn't make it up. They want to undo the Constitution right now with regard to the Electoral College, as an example. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, right? Liberal slash left member of the U.S. Supreme Court, said, look it up. She told, I think it was an audience in Cairo, that she, if she were to recommend a constitution to a country looking to make a constitution, she would not recommend the U.S. Constitution. They have contempt for the U.S. Constitution, especially the Second Amendment, where people have the right to bear arms. That really drives them crazy. The Electoral College drives them crazy. A lot of, a lot of the aspects do. So they ignore it. By 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 a by a uh, 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 by one vote in the U.S. Supreme Court, the most radical redefinition of marriage in in Western history or maybe human history took place. We changed from male female to same sex. Even if you think it's right, you got to admit it's the most radical change in history. You may say it's right and moral and all that. It's fine, but uh, it should not have been decided by the Supreme Court. Oh yeah, how are we doing on time? Uh-oh. Okay. Listen. Oh, I got Amadeus in Sweden. Oh, what's a great one. Letitia in Glasgow, Scotland. I love it. Uh, so I will get to those next week. So I want to remind you the next volume of The Source of My Wisdom. I'm explaining the Bible, even if you're an atheist. It's the most powerful book in Western history, maybe world history. Boy, world history. The next volume of my rational Bible is coming out. And if you, if you think what I'm saying is important, this will change your life. It is meant to change your life. It's called the Rational Bible. Volume 2, Genesis is coming out. And I thank you for watching. Send me your questions. And I and Otto. Is Otto in here? Otto, I think America's most famous dog at this time. Both of us say thanks for watching. Thank you for watching. If you'd like to keep these fireside chats free, please do by donating to PragerU.